This this may be kind of being inside. You can't yell. Thank too you. Loud. Thank you for going out for going <laughs> yeah. along with that. That was great. I enjoyed it. This uh, maybe the last time that that introduction is played. What episode is will this be? Oh gosh, I don't know. Because it would be super something. exciting if the new intro kicked off a hundred. Yeah, but that's still a couple weeks away. I think I still we have that's still five. that's like a month of time, and we we got this really nice intro coming. Oh man, I got to find a, a good bottle for one hundred. Voiceover. I got a and bottle of blue custom water. music from Grant, custom who was a podcast listener. He's going to put OG music to our voiceover intro. I mean, we're so close to 100, though. I feel like it just has to be has to be that Band-Aid ripped. I honestly, I, I think we're like at 96. We'll just have a big 100, like 100 episode explosion Yeah, and release the Kraken on everything. Release everything. Just mm. show everything. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, to show everything. <laughs> like men. Like men. <laughs> <laughs> Some things I'm going to put back in that bottle. You know? um, all right, guys. How's y'all's week been? Go ahead, Zach. Oh. <laughs> I'm still drinking. Yeah, I saw a crazy movie. Which we talked about on our movie review We podcast. did. So if you want to hear us talk about 1917, which is a fantastic movie. Uh, or if you want to hear me talk about the movie I saw last weekend called Men, which... I would not recommend. Just the synopsis of it, I'm no. I think I'm already scared. I want people to see it because that visual image I have needs to live in other people's minds. Zach provided a 10-minute synopsis of kind of what happened without going into too many spoilers, and I'm already like, nope, nope, nope. No, thank you. No, no thank but you. the last the last couple minutes, it definitely is a spoiler because oh. that's like that's the big part, and it's just like, what, what? I honestly like. Literally in movies, I'm never actually like self aware. I'm kind of in it. Mm -hmm. In that movie, I'm like, "What am I watching?" I couldn't believe it. But that's neither here nor there. You went fishing though. I did go fishing. Uh, We went Sunday, so uh, Sunday was like pretty chilly. Actually, it was like in the 60s when we woke up. It was a beautiful weekend. Oh my gosh, it was, wasn't it? Yep. So it was rainy and chilly Sunday morning. And uh, Ken and I were like, eh, you know, let's enjoy it. I went and saw men, you know. And then after the movie, I was like, you know what? It's too nice of a day to not go fish. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we loaded up. We went up to our honey hole, and we we caught a whole bunch of panfish. I caught one bass, but the water is so low right now, and it's not moving. So it's really clear, too, which was kind of nice. We I literally saw almost every take, even underwater. Good. Mm. Um so, you know, that's exciting, but it's sad that the water's that low. Um, but I probably caught 20, 25 panfish, you know, and I don't know. We had a great time, and it's hard not to – it's hard to complain oh, when you're just catching fish all day. The it was. It was – the water felt perfect, too. Really? Like, it wasn't too cold. It was honestly – it was just so much fun. It was yeah. a nice way to end the evening or in the weekend, and, um, yeah, I'd recommend it. Nice. Gabe, what are we drinking tonight? I wasn't ready. <laughs> we are drinking, if I can pronounce this right, Espanol. Yeah, es, Espolon. Espolon. Okay. Tequila. Uh, this is a Reposado. This is a smaller bottle, uh, 375. This is a pretty inexpensive uh, Reposado. I want to say, like, the larger 750 is, I don't know, maybe like 40 bucks. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's. I like it as a mix, uh, it's really good. Um, we'll try it straight here in a little bit, but what I did today, um, you know, going off of, uh, Landon's, uh, whiskey smashes and stuff over the last couple of weeks, uh, I made Palomas for the boys and a Paloma is, uh, like grapefruit soda, 
uh, lime and um, some tequila. Uh, and so I found some, some history on the Paloma. Unlike many other classic cocktails in the market today that did, uh, did not exist prior to the uh, Prohibition era and arrived at the scene in the mid-1900s with the creation of Squirt. <laughs> so it, this is, it, it, it has that tequila aftertaste. Um, and then with the grapefruit soda, I am using the Mexican grapefruit soda. I forgot what the name. It? What's the how name you, on that? Yeah, yeah, Jalitos. Yeah, Jaritos. Jaritos um, grapefruit soda. And, um, yeah, it's a solid, um, I'm a sucker for that because it's, you know, really sweet. Me too. Um, but squirt works just as good. And I know a lot of people that would, would instead of using tequila, would probably use like uh, uh, Buchanan's uh, oh, yep. scotch in there. Yep. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's an easy drink, especially in the summer. This um, reminds me of one of the first legal drinks I ever had. I was 18 in Mexico. Okay. And they were, they were taking, they took squirt. Mm-hmm. They took an empty bottle of squirt, a full bottle of squirt. They emptied it out half and half, and they poured tequila to fill it up, and they shook it around. Yeah, and that was your drink, and it was just oh, it's great. Oh, dude, it's, it's it's you can't beat it, dude. You can't beat it. It's it's got like that lemon refreshness, and then with the soda, um, you know, and again that grapefruit. It's not it's not it it's exactly like like what squirt is. I was trying to think if there are any other sodas that kind of taste like that. Like maybe like a subtle Mountain Dew, like not as sweet. Maybe, but this, it, Mountain Dew is its own thing. Yeah, it's like, right. I don't even know if Mountain Dew exists. You know, it's just right. like, it's just like thought that happens. Right. But, yeah, grapefruit soda. Yeah. Especially like. Yeah, the Haritos. Yeah. That Squirt's stuff's good. good. Squirt would be fine because it's cheap. And then just, just right now in the summer, fill up your Yeti cup or whatever, your Arctic cup. <laughs> Uh, and then, um, and it's pretty straightforward. It's probably like a, a shot of a shot of tequila. Um, we did them in whiskey glasses, but usually the drink is usually a like a highball glass type of glass. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm doing probably like maybe one lime. Um, so the juice of like half a lime. Let's do that. The juice of half a lime, a um, you know, a little shot of the tequila, and then just pour your soda to the top. And there you have it. You can mix it if you want, but you don't have to put it in the shaker or anything like that. No, it's great. And then wash, rinse, repeat for the next stuff. I mean, it's it fantastic. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great, great little drink. I was trying to think, have we made any other drinks? No. But however, that? you guys have been on these cakes. I'll make Old Fashions next week with the uh, Satol. Ooh. It is honestly. I think great. I think we mix it up for a couple weeks and do the like mixed fun drinks. I'm waiting some calls on some other stuff, so we might have to. But just as well, it's summertime, it's hot, and this is a yep. great, a great Summer way. of mixing. Yeah, summer of mixing. You know what? That's what we should call it. Yeah. Summer of mixing. Hashtag, hashtag summer <laughs> of mixing. Yeah. Summer yeah. Mixing. We try some mixed drinks. We do some, you know, some fashions. We do some of these drinks. I, there's a multitude of stuff that we can get into um, on that. Some whiskey smashes, which I'm excited about. Yeah. yeah. Let's get crazy. Yeah. Work on, work, on, work on your technique there so that we're ready to go, Landon. Okay. I'll, make a, I'll make a pure, you know, pina colada that's yeah. not frozen, oh. you know. With like the real stuff, you know. I have to work tomorrow. Can we just can we just drink here? Drink? Just drink? Yeah, no. It's been one of those days. So let's see. What did I do this week? Oh, I taught a one fly fishing one on one class. How'd that go? Oh, it was fantastic. It was my first one in a while. Well, we talked about the last uh, episode. We did talk about the the two hundred one. The two hundred one. Yeah. Go in a little detail on the one hundred one. The one hundred one is like bare basics. Like if you've never fly fished before and you want to see what it's about, the one hundred one is where you start. It's a free class at Orvis. Find a local store. You can sign up online. It's super easy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, man, they're just the classes are really fun, and you just get bare bones two hours. This is what you need to know if you want to go out on the water an hour after the class. Like you could drive from the class, go to the river, and then catch a fish. So like basic knots, basic casting, basic flies, um, some other information, and then you're good to go. So um, I. Um, uh, I'm obviously not the fishing manager anymore, so uh, Josh is. So uh, some other guys taught some different sections. I got to teach the outside casting portion. So it is, uh, you're doing hands-on stuff as well. It's not yeah, just sitting we, there and listening. We, we cast in the lot. parking lot, which is an ideal. Different stores have better situations. Like some have water access at the store where you can actually go on the water for the 101. So you're kind of limited to what your store is because the 101 is at the store. Um, but the 201s are on the water, guaranteed. Yeah. And uh, so we cast in the parking lot, and we put Velcro flies on and then put Velcro fish out in the parking lot so you can actually practice casting and trying to stick your fly to the Velcro fish. So we try to make it fun given the fact that we're not on water. But you could literally go to the water after that class and catch fish. Um, I did. I bought my, my first rod after a 101. I went out to the quad, and I caught fish that, that day. Yeah. And look. Look at you now, Zach. You're doing a pot. You're a podcast host. Exactly. A fly fishing podcast host. It's crazy. Yeah. I know. Think we barely even talk about fly fishing. <laughs> we're talking about all the liquor. We're like we're alcoholics. Yeah. Talk about the liquor we drink and. You're an influencer. Zach. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, Zach, laughs> you're an influencer. <laughs> I don't be that kind of influencer. <laughs> so uh, I did that, and then I unfortunately uh, went into regular work after that to get some get some stuff done. Worst to to get some stuff done on Saturday. I mean, it's it's a good thing. Work on the weekend is good because you you're gonna get stuff done. Yeah, a lot of people are bugging you, but it yeah it does suck. Oh, speaking of work related things, so Zach and I made a connection with someone that I work with, Mm -hmm. and I referred him to someone that I worked with because he had a big life event. Uh, and when that life event happens, we'll probably announce it on the podcast, but it's not worth announcing right now. It didn't happen. It didn't happen, So, but it will be happening womp womp. at some point in the next 10 years, hopefully. That's right. So I'm uh, he was looking for uh, something, and I referred him to someone that I used to purchase this item, and uh, sounds, it's not fishing-related. It sounds very sketchy. It does sound sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I got to talking with her. Oh, it turns out uh, I referred Zach and I said, hey, you know, me and Zach are best friends. We have a podcast together. And then I started chatting with her about, and she's like, oh, what kind of podcast is it? And she was like, and I was like, oh, it's a fly fishing podcast, not expecting like anything. And she's like, oh, my son loves fly fishing. Mm-hmm. And he just started a YouTube channel and all this. And we just had a great conversation. She's, she's the nicest person in the world. She's very nice. And I'm going to pull up his YouTube. And she sells something that's very legal in case anybody would Yes. <laughs> good, good to know. It's insurance. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. Okay. She sells insurance. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank was, you. I was, was concerned, guys. The way you were leading, it was like, I don't. Man, I didn't know how. Well, you, got a I didn't. I didn't know if you wanted, like, information out oh, there. No, so. I don't care. Okay. So, anyway. I mean, I'm not going to tell where she, the house she is. Sells in, she sells insurance. <laughs> it's going to be on this street. This I, is the address. I, if you want to send me a package. <laughs> So, hi, uh, her son has a YouTube channel, and uh, I'm just going to give it a shout-out just because uh, Lori is the nicest person ever, and his channel is Hill Country Flyworks. He has nine subscribers. 
Hey, nice. you start somewhere. You got to start somewhere, but I'd like for that number to triple after this podcast episode. I think that's fairly reasonable. Yeah. Hill Country Flyworks, go follow them on YouTube. His mom, Lori, is awesome and sells insurance. That's all you need to know. Need Shout to know. out, Grant. We'll meet you one day. Lori is all about us uh, meeting Grant. Hey, why don't we get Grant on the podcast? Yeah, let's do it. So... Uh, that happened over the weekend. I also bought one of those deck drawer systems. I know. I want to go see it. Oh, yeah. You haven't seen it yet. I was showing it to Gabe I know. before ah, you came. I, mean, I was finishing the movie. It's a, for the back of the truck? Yeah, for the back of the truck. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's it's a, drawer, a, system. a, it's a drawer system for the back of your truck. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. I don't have a truck. So you, if you were to keep a body, would you put it there? I don't know. You have, you to, have to chop to, it up. That was <laughs> you have to cut it a little bit. You just smush the cranium. <laughs> <laughs> so you could definitely <laughs> have you seen? Have you, there's a there's a TikTok video of like a, a dude looking for a van and he's in the van and the and the 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 seller lady sits in the van. She's like, oh look how spacious! And he's like, um, how many bodies can this van fit? And she's like, uh, five? I don't know. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. yeah, no, it is it is cool. Like if I had a truck. I'd probably I'd probably get that because I feel like it would be easier for me to tell people, sorry, I can't help you move because my, my, the back of my truck's already filled. It's already filled. It's filled 24-7. Yeah, it's already got stuff in there. Well, so we got it because we got the trailer. Right. And there's just like a lot of junk that goes along with the trailer yeah. that you have to carry. And to set the trailer up and hoses and pipes and right. whatever. And so... We, we can go poo-poo my trailer. We, uh, <laughs> we uh, got... The drawer system to hold all that gear and uh, to hold hunting and fishing gear and stuff like that, too. Yep. And it's cool. It does take up your bed space. Um, it, it covers the entire bed, and it's two big More drawers like to pull out. like eight inches high, right? Uh, it's about a foot high. So okay. pretty, pretty tall. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, you know, I've, I'm what real, is your guys' problem tonight? Real, Can you all, okay. like, stay no. on task <laughs> we are for, like, we're, two minutes? We're doing fine. <laughs> I, I think what happens is that we start the first podcast and we've been starting to drink then so by the time we kick off this podcast we're already feeling pretty good but we hit high but energy we hit, yeah we hit we high hit energy high, we good. get into it man. yeah and i'm glad that by the time we're talking about it we're not we're not any further i think that's like that's the, the end of the other one and the beginning of this one is kind of at the peak of Right. Us enjoying our drink for yeah, the evening. Yeah, you got to keep that plateau. Right, we, we we hit that, and then we, we just roll through it through the rest. So, you know, by the time we're over, we're like, yeah, it was good. You know, and I don't get home. I, I get home and I don't get yelled at because you yeah. know had too much fun. And yeah, so it's it's a good. It's been a good mix. I'm just laughing yeah. because it's hitting, and we're like, man, and yeah. I'm, I'm out here trying to measure how high I think. <laughs> yeah, inches exactly. Is. exactly. It's literally like, like, like so. It's about <laughs> eight inches, <laughs> and then raises his hand. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, just, dude, I can just go show you. <laughs> Just yeah. trying to dictate where that four-inch difference is between a, yeah. a foot. Well, it's somewhere between and here and here. <laughs> like chin and nose. Chin it's, and it's nose. between <laughs> there. <laughs> so that's what we're laughing at, Landon. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no worries. So I got that installed yesterday, and it's sweet. I like it a lot. It's going to hold it's a nice. bunch of – It's, it's going nice. to hold fishing, camping, hunting gear. You do lose the uh, vertical bed space. Yeah, but once your door yeah, closed, right? Inches, right. But once yeah, the depending on close. how high Zach's hand is. <laughs> but the but when it's closed though, 
That's it. I mean, if you lock that back door, like, there's no way you, you, you can lock get into the drawers it. and oh, you, you lock the back door. Oh, okay, and nice. those drawers are in there, like, right. They're, you can't pull those out. So you have double, everything's double locked. And then the actual platform can hold 2,000 pounds. So you can oh, still load know, whatever so you want you on top of it. Yeah. I can still move furniture and use tie down straps. Half tie a down. cow. Yeah. Yeah, half a cow. You know, like 20 goats. 20 goats. Yeah. But I'm surprised how much space I have because I was like, okay, one drawer, straight camping gear. And the other drawer is going to be like other stuff that I want. Mm -hmm. Well, straight camping gear filled up like half of one drawer. And I'm like, oh, I have so much room for activities. Yeah. (laughs) Put some foam, put your bottles in there. Get some bodies. Put some bodies. Although in the instructions, listen to this. This is great. In the instructions, you can actually turn the drawer into a cooler. Like pack it with ice, and then they give you these plugs. Oh, you okay. drill a hole, and you can plug the bottom so you can drain oh. them. So I was like, "Oh, you could actually haul a deer, break a deer down, and oh, haul yeah. it in the drawers. You could in break, one drawer. You could probably put two deer in each drawer. Really? Yes. Well, I guess it's long. Yeah, it's long. I want to see this thing because I didn't, I, didn't I don't know. How, I'd be. I'm, I didn't understand just how high it is. <laughs> 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 why don't you why don't you draw a line on where your hand is for a foot you need a tattoo a measure there you go yeah, you know what? On your i saw arm. some fisher people online who had the on their the, leg the scale on their leg yeah but you know you get a little bit bigger you get a little skinnier you're gonna change the size of your scale yeah yeah well unless unless your measurement is way off so it's actually like shorter so when you put when you put the fish next to it you know yeah it's not you it's lose not some big. weight your fish get bigger <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. You're gonna have to shoot two deer and sell me on that thing holding two deer. I don't. Oh, think one drawer wrong. will easily hold two deer. Well, I guess that's the thing, and I didn't see the drawer fully open. Yeah. So maybe that's six and a half way. feet long. That's how long my bed is. Yeah, I, I can't. Zach, measure can out you really. measure out six and a half feet with your arms? It's <laughs> <laughs> about a leg. <laughs> length of beavis <laughs> and two legs. And if you add, if you add okay, how tall it is, it's Zach's height plus, plus the height. Okay. Of the, of the so thing. so after this podcast, we go outside. He open it. And we just lay Zach in one of them and yeah. see if it fits. And if I fit, you got a deer in there, no problem. Agreed. Two deer, yeah. two broken down deer. Once you skin them, yeah. If I, f- yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we break Zach down. <laughs> <and then laughs> put him put in me one. in there. I got to take off my hat. Yeah, gotta, yeah please, because <laughs> I don't think that's gonna fit. No, this is the new Haller hat. I want to bend the bill. So since we're <laughs> since we're on the laughs, we got a uh, we got an update from a listener. Uh huh. And they sent us an email. I'm gonna read the email. We I don't know if he read wa- away. I don't know if he wants me to we, read the we email. We haven't read a review in a little bit, so it'd be fun to hear. So shoot away. Just this is about us talking about killing the cats in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a very good discussion. If you we, missed it, we the really long story the short story is that invasive. They're invasive, and a politician in Ohio brought up an issue of we should be able to hunt invasive species of Feral cats. And has since taken it back. Has right? since taken his comments back. I can't remember where I landed on it because I feel like I'm both. I get it. I also don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I agree that the cats need to go, but I wouldn't personally pull the trigger. Right. I don't think I could shoot a cat. No. You poison I have the two mice. cats like chilling somewhere over here. You poison the mice over time, and then when the cats eat them, they die. So, this was from our listener. Just when I thought we were all 
of the same mindset. I heard one of the most divisive issues ever on today's podcast. Forget Democrats versus Republicans or even capitalism versus socialism. It's kill the cats or don't. (laughs) You are all like save the wild kittens or some such nonsense, whereas I have always been a dog dude. I have never liked cats, domestic or otherwise. Uh, leave the Pied Piper of cats alone. The cats will never follow him into the lake. This I am packing my bags to Ohio and kill me some feral cats. <laughs> After all, just like the rainbow trout I caught in Yellowstone National Park that I was instructed to kill, I will dispose of those four-legged invasive species eating all of the birds. I know. The birds aren't real, but even as robots, I like more. I like birds more than cats. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sorry to play such a huge wedge in our friendship. Dang, all because of a couple of cats, invasive cats. I really invasive don't. I cats. can't invasive. remember what what side of this I landed on because right now I'm feeling. You were said you said you were going to be the leader and lead the cats to the river to where oh, they right. I was going to be the, the Pied Piper of yes. the cats. Yes. Yeah, that's right, and drown them. That's right because I didn't want to pull the trigger, but I was cool with drowning them. Yes, yeah. I still. That's why I still fall. Yeah, I'll help the problem, and I'll help the problem faster than a single gun would. I don't know. Man. Yeah, but I, I haven't I haven't heard you play a pipe, so I don't know how that's gonna work. <laughs> no, you've heard cats screaming. They don't care what it sounds like. Oh man, cats are the devil. Yeah, they're just especially invasive ones. Not of this world. You know what would create a double problem is if more wolves were released to kill the feral cats. Oh yeah. yeah now yeah. we have a double argument. Mm. We don't need to get into that because that's already a big. I don't want to talk about whether we should, the wolf issue. More. Bring what is it? Bring 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 the. Uh, Bring you know you bring one animal into another one that brings in another one because they're getting invasive brings in another one they're getting invasive I don't know I don't know yeah you just eventually you just bring in so many invasive species that we got giraffes over here killing the kangaroos <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Gabe you smoked a brisket this weekend yeah I smoked on a so- scale from one to ten <sighs> how did it turn out how did it turn out fat was rendered fine um, it was a good cook uh, the only thing I did different and so. I don't have a Traeger. The way I, yeah. So the way I do it. Can't believe you even smoked anything. I know. (laughs) I use a Weber. I use the snake method and have gotten somewhat of a consistent brisket, like gotten it down enough now that I'm like, I know how to run my, how to run my, uh, my Weber. With inflation, how much did your brisket cost? (sighs) Finding the right brisket was a pain in the butt. I've heard right now it is probably. Crazy expensive. Well, no, it, it's probably about twenty. I'd say about fifteen to twenty dollars more um, than it was. Than it was. And how much was it? Uh, this one was sixty. And it was a twelve pound. Oh, that's actually not that bad. No, it's not that bad. But I felt like that same brisket would have been around that forty-seven marker right before COVID. Okay, and yeah. even during COVID, because actually the 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 way I got started into this is I wanted to buy a Traeger, and a buddy said, "Hey, hey, get a Weber, try a Weber kettle, and do the snake method." So, with what a snake method is, is you get um, your briquettes, um, you're getting like either the B and B or even like the HEB, um, uh, the black bag uh, champion, I think is what they call it. And you you don't want to get like a pre like the pre soaked ones. You just want you know the the plain plain briquettes, and you do uh, a line of two that goes you know circling around the the inner part of the of the Weber, uh, and, and then two by two. So you have two layers of two, 
and you put some uh, some wood, either chips or wood blocks, um, through you know maybe like three or four throughout that. So you're lighting one end, and it slowly burns through the the, the, the rest of the thing. So I usually put, um, let's say about three fourths of the way so almost not like not all the way a full circle but you know just short from um you know from from noon to to nine o'clock and you light one end and you're gonna get a constant burn as much as like 15 hours worth of burn what's the temp at uh i ran it with both the bottom vent and top vent open this was on sunday so it was a little cooler but i ran 265 okay. pretty much the the whole the nice. whole time and then in the middle you put um a square um you know a square uh foil uh deal and you put some water in it so you've got moisture in it and I usually wrap at 175 and then uh, pull and um, put it in the cooler about 205, 203, and I'll put it in there for, you know, anywhere from two to six hours in the cooler. And uh, and I'll put butter or tallow in in the wrap. But this time around, I use mustard to do a binder in the chupacabra brisket seasoning. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it, it came out. I wouldn't say it came out over-seasoned. I think it just did a really good job of, you know, that binder did a really good job of keeping a lot of Everything that on. on. Yeah. But <clears throat> because of, I never get a really crazy bark that you get, like, on a Weber or on a proper smoker. You kind of get more of, like, you you do have some bark, but it's not it's not heavy. But it always comes out really moist. And because of that, I wouldn't say a lot of that seasoning caked, but it didn't dry out as much as uh, like a Traeger. Little, a little clumpy and not as like... Yeah, or, or or wet, really moist. Yeah. You know, you can like... You, know, you can rub, you can your rub hand. it off. Yeah, you can rub it off. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. And so what felt like it was over-seasoned probably wasn't the case. I just were so used to just putting the seasoning on and not using a binder, so you're kind of losing a little bit of that. So next time you do it, you think you're going to use a... Will you use mustard again? No. Or, okay. No. For for this, I think if I had a Traeger, you would. I probably because you would, could probably get that bark, and it dries out quicker. Yeah, um, that makes sense. But the, I think the next time I'm, gonna, you know, I'm glad I tried it, but definitely not. So and then and I've tried the wrap, doing it this style in in paper, and it was okay. I think I think the way to go is is just at least with this method, the snake method, is wrapping it. Um, and putting butter on it and doing it that way. I don't know. Landon, you have a Traeger. What's usually your go-to when you're smoking a brisket? As far as what's Yeah, like what like are you putting a binder? Are you are you leaving it out on the on the I, table I overnight? I use the meat church uh seasonings. I don't leave it out on a table overnight, mm-hmm. but I do get it to room temperature. So however okay. long that takes. So, and then I put the seasoning on, I let it sit rest for 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Once the seasoning's on and then it goes on the Traeger. Um, I don't remember what temperature. Yeah, just I whatever. That, okay, yeah, and then look two thirty or two forty or something Keeping like that. It. Okay, and then um, yeah, I I wrap it, and then uh, when I wrap it, I put butter on at that point. Okay. You said you don't put it on till the cooler, but I put no, no, no. I I I'll, at one seventy five when I do the foil, I will throw. I'll spritz it with... But I've only done like one or two briskets. And oh, okay. brisket isn't really my specialty. I've done it twice. They've turned out okay. Okay. But I don't like... It's it's a, And as you know, it's a lot of work to do a brisket. 
It's an all-day event. But I like ribs I have down and pulled pork I do a lot. So on pulled your ribs, is, on your ribs, are you doing the 3-2-1 the method or are you doing something different? What's the 3-2-1 method? So three hours on, two hours wrapped, and one hour you've off. basted with, with your barbecue sauce and off. Roughly. I've never heard it called that, but yeah. Pretty close. And I don't do the uh, barbecue sauce. I do no barbecue sauce. Okay. I season with a... Uh, I like the meat church, mm-hmm. honey hog hot and honey hog sweet. I mix them so you get a sweet and spicy. And then when I wrap it, I wrap do the brown sugar. Yeah. And uh, I've been wrap on, it with brown sugar. So on the wrapping, I've been doing brown sugar, honey, and yeah, some brown butter, sugar and honey. And then yeah. wrapping it that way, which you've got to be careful sometimes. Sometimes you might get a little burn, but it's just that's just following up on the on your oh, heat. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it is. Zach, what about you? What about what? On your briskets, because I know you got a Traeger too. Because you got a Traeger. Like, I've never smoked brisket. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wings, ribs, pulled pork. They just haven't done the brisket. Wings come out great. Wings, yeah, wings yeah. are great, and they're easy. They take like ten minutes. Yeah. Well, they have a thing for the Weber called a Vortex, and it's this disc that goes in the middle, and you put your you put your your hot briquettes in the, in there, and your wings go outside of that. It's only like the middle section. Um, is really super hot, and when you're closing the lid, you have your wings out, you know, out on the outer part that isn't hitting that that fire coming off. But that that uh, that ring kind of deflects some of that heat, and you kind of have more of an oven effect with some smoking going on yeah. in there, and that's supposed to come out really good. But yeah, I mean, I've I've done a couple now. You know, if I had a Traeger, I think it would be running the same temp and the same time frames pulling it out. I have seen, it's like the meat doctor or something on YouTube. He pulls his out uh, at 203 uh, or 2.05. He'll pull his out, put it on the counter until it comes down a little bit, and then he'll throw it in the cooler. And he's throwing it in the cooler for like 10, 12 hours. What? Yeah, he's putting in the cooler for 10, 12 hours. I've never hours. done that. I usually do like an hour. And he, Right, and but he's saying... But like, I know the longer, the better. The longer, the better. And he, he'll monitor some of that temp. So if it does get below an unsafe temp on that, he'll just throw it in the oven to get it back up. And so he'll do it. He'll do it the day before and just kind of hang it out in the oven overnight. And yeah. then that way he's not worrying about time. It's already like ready to go yeah. and do it. And I will say... Having rested a brisket for almost six hours, it came. It, it really made a difference mm. in the long run of things. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, if you guys have a Weber kettle, um, there is a, a web uh, through Texas Monthly. You can just type in Weber brisket, and Texas Monthly had a you know uh, a whole run through on how to do it. Ten pound brisket, put it in at this time, check it at this time, spray that's it at cool. this time, and that's what I did. And actually, what what had occurred is during COVID, when everyone was running out of meat, I had gone to HEB, and I, they didn't have any meat there except for three briskets. See, I went to HEB. All they had was racks of ribs. And so I grabbed a brisket thinking, if things got bad, I can throw this in the oven. We can cut it in different pieces. We can cook it any other way other than a brisket because right. I'd never done a brisket. And then that's where I was thinking about the Traeger. That's when I got that, and I did that. And I will say that first one I did, either dumb luck or whatever, came out well and maybe it was just like not using enough seasoning because you're scared to over season it or whatever but that one came and and it could have been the cut too because i'm noticing just picking a brisket that you think is going to work well and i've watched the pbs show with franklin saying his how you pick the brisket this is how you do this they're all different they all smoke different some of them hit their hit the uh, stall at different times um some of them just just the cook is different you know and and it 
I don't know. It makes See, it I'm, fun. I'm not a brisket pro. I'm not going to pretend to be either. My briskets have come out average at best. I didn't, I mean, I, this was better than Bill Miller's, and it was better than Rudy's. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, and I'll cut up half, and I'll give some to my parents, and, and we'll have the other half lead it. I'll cut it up and get, uh, uh, get uh, what do you call it? Makes okay, so first we'll make sandwiches, then we'll make tacos. Ooh. And then um and then go and uh and then get the, the little dollar fifty hot potatoes from Wendy's and take that and just make a, a baked potato with, with brisket in there because nice. it's already done. That one's good. And I and I actually this uh, on the taco stuff, I went to Garcia's uh downtown. I don't know if you guys have been there. Their their brisket taco is fantastic, and they have a habanero hot sauce that goes with it. Oh my god, it was fantastic! That sounds awesome. If you guys can go to that one, it, Garcia's, uh, fantastic brisket. That and then the only other place that I would suggest on brisket tacos would be Tommy's. Man, never I've been never been to Tommy's. Tommy's but I, I know they're like the top three taco for, places. Barbacoa. Oh yeah. Speaking of restaurants, did we ever figure out where the shark fins were being served? No, at? I, they never. I never saw an update. Hmm. Yeah, I was listening to that today, and that was the what was it, the Steve Ramirez um, one that we brought that up, and mm-hmm. I don't think we I ever found out. Let's well, you could jump on real quick and find out on that. I'll look in a minute, uh, Zach. I got an article for us. This one we'll call uh, "Neat Things in Nature." How neat is that? That's pretty neat. <laughs> We're back to the old soundbite. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Neat your walk. If you haven't seen it on YouTube, it's a great video. Gabe I saw it for the first I, I time. I couldn't today. believe I've never seen that. Dude, that was fantastic. So oh man, it's, it's oh my so god, great. it was awesome. All right, so this is from mysanantonio.com. Over a hundred and fifty poison ivy loving goats are now grazing in San Antonio's Brackenridge Park. What? Uh, so were. basically. They release 150 goats into the park because there is uh, too much vegetation growing. So they got some goats and released them into the park to eat. The, There's a too much poison ivy and all kinds of other stuff. And so they got 150 goats. They were hired by the San Antonio Parks and Recreation Department and the Brackenridge Park Conservancy to assist with mowing seven acres of the park's overgrown vegetation. <laughs> this is the first time the organizations have endeavored a project of this kind. Goats, which enjoy feasting on a variety of plants and grasses, are considered an effective, environmentally friendly alternative to herbicides when it comes to vegetation management. Um, They are able to venture into hard-to-reach areas and can even tolerate plants that are harmful to humans and would complicate manually clearing the brush. Poison ivy is like their caviar, says Chris Turner from from the Brackenridge uh, Park Conservancy. Um, So, man, I think this is like a really cool... uh, Neat things in nature, conservation tool. Have you heard the update, though? What? Oh, there's an update. There is an update on this. This happened four days ago. Okay. San Antonio Brackenridge Park electric fence generator stolen, endangering 150 goats. Oh, no. So, yeah, I just when you brought it up, it reminded me, because I saw the news story on it, that 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 herd of hungry goats that was hired to to go in there and and clean up the overgrowth. Now just running around. I, I think they were okay, but it sounded like they, you know, someone had gone and stolen the generator and stolen that, that they left the fence open or something like that, or at least the fence wasn't messed up. And um, I don't know. I, I think, yeah, they at least left vulnerable, but it looked like they locked everything up and got it back up and running that they weren't uh, 
Oh, the drama. The drama. <laughs> I mean, it would have been would have been crazier if it was like you know they were stolen and then some guy selling selling cabrito. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 On the side, um, but that's awesome. I mean that that is pretty cool. I mean that's that's the way it should be done. Go in there and clean them up. Do you let them go? Let them. Yeah, let them go and eat. Yeah, because they're right. gonna clean it up and they're gonna we fertilize all, it. We should all have goats. They're mean though. They're not that mean. Ask Carson. Ask Carson when we went to the real recovery retreat. Yeah, he got attacked by a goat. I had goats growing up. They weren't that yeah, mean. Yeah, I had goats growing well, up, too. They that one mean. specifically had it out for Carson. Yeah. Yeah, so was it Carson's fault? Yes. I mean, also, like, when I was younger, we would go in with, a, you know, into our chicken coop, and we'd piss off the rooster, and then we were all like, oh, the rooster's yeah. mean because he attacks us. It's like, no, he's mean yeah. because we... We tortured him as a kid. Yeah, no. <laughs> like breaking eggs and letting him go after it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he was mad. He was like, why do you make me eat my baby? But I love it so much, you know? So. <laughs> All right, boys. Yeah. I, ha- I have another article for you. This one is C4. Oh, I framed animals before. I framed a raccoon for opening a Christmas present. And I framed a bear for eating out of the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> we yes. did have a new sound clip. Yes. I like it. Oh, what happened to my article? Oh, oh no. Okay, okay. No, oh, here it no. Is. We found All right. It. We found it. Have you guys heard about the public right to public land um, at corner crossings? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yep, I've okay. heard this. Yeah. So basically, the issue is, is that there are areas of public land that are connected at a fence corner. Mm-hmm. So you have the corners facing each other are public land, and the other two corners coming to the crossing are private land. Well, these hunters took a ladder device and put them over uh, the crossing to cross from one piece of public land to another piece of public land. And uh, it's a big debate whether they are trespassing in doing so. Because uh, they got cited, right? They got They, they got actually, this, this case went to court, and here's the update. Um, and this was public land that these guys were on, right? This and, was public but, land. But the way that the other two plots had sold to get into this other section, that was the only way to cross That was the only corner. way to get. So there's, there's no, land. I have, I have very strong opinions about this. There's landlocked areas of public land where it is completely surrounded by private land and there's no way to access And that's the different than land. this because this is technically touching other Accessible public land this is on the corner. But so basically, it. but it was like it was like this. So I'm putting two coasters together on the plots, and there's a section, a corner that's right. touching. Yes. Yeah. But we're saying is that at that corner, the way they did it is they put down, and that's that's what I didn't know is the way that they put down that ladder to cross. So the the putting the ladder down to cross, they were not. On private land. Yeah, technically, they're cutting on one so of those sides. Yeah, so for how small it was, they still cut. So the charges were filed against them uh-huh. for trespassing the because update? the landowner is so adamant about these guys being charged because not he they never stepped foot on his private land. Just how they crossed that corner. It, he they violated his airspace, now, quote unquote. Evan, you gotta bleep this out, but fuck that guy. Really. I mean like honestly, this is the most bull crap thing I've ever heard. They did not touch his property. They so, went into his airspace. So it so this me, sets the precedent that then any airplane that flies over his property is now entering his airspace so it breaks the law. So, it is bullshit. So like this case down. went to trial 
and he was found not. They were found not guilty. Good. But no, um, I went now. He appealed it though, right? But here is. Oh, he doesn't need to appeal. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, I guess the private landowner could appeal the decision. Yeah. Um. That would be the only way. The problem is, though, they were found not so they were found not guilty mm-hmm. in criminal court for trespassing. But he has personally filed a civil lawsuit against them that is currently pending. Okay, and so he is suing them for seventy five thousand dollars for trespassing on his land because, what, like, where does this guy get off? Honestly, it this guy this well, kind of he stuff just, he, freaking you years, know if like, he wins, then you know no one's gonna do it, and so it's. But see, the thing is, it was probably such a non-issue anyways. He has brought more stress by doing this, and I guarantee you more people will attempt it now than ever even knew this was a thing. Well, it likely wasn't a hunter or anything. Right. Yeah. Like. Yeah, no telling. No telling what that could have been. No. So so apparently there's a second case. uh, Um there's a second case against a different group of hunters for a similar thing. But I, I've been kind of following this uh, one story at the corner crossing. And now, if they knocked down his fence, I get it. If they stepped on his, <clears throat> if they stepped on his land, right. He would have a better but case. He, he is, he is making himself out, to, out to look like the asshole because his land touches the public land. So he's the only person yeah. who has access to this public land. Yeah. Or yeah. anybody else's land that touches it. No, but it's he not his went, land. It's not his land. It's public land. And they used a ladder right. device. I mean, how how high do you have to go? If I rent a helicopter and fly over his land and somebody dropped me in the public land, is that okay? Or is the fact that he can see me when I do it? Is that the issue? You know? Like, no. This is... It makes me so mad. Yeah, no. I, I think it's ridiculous, too. These guys just getting creative. Um, a six-member jury on Friday found the hunters innocent of trespass charges filed in connection with the 2021 incident. Mm. When they were accused of using a ladder-like device to cross from one piece of public land to another, new trespass charges were filed against three of the hunters on April 25th, accusing them of trespassing on private land to access uh, public land them in 2020. That is, is that a guy parachuting in camo over there? Oh, yeah, it's just Zach. He's <laughs> trying, to Zach's avoid, parachuting trying to avoid the airspace. <laughs> How are you going to get out, though? I got a bunch of shoes. Were <laughs> oh, they moon shoes? moon shoes? Moon shoes. Yeah, you know. Running start, little flip. I mean, hey, he's going to tell me how high I have to jump, right? One big fight in this, uh, you know, lawsuit was uh, early on was making sure that it was in federal court as opposed to a state issue. Because they are federal public lands, so they fought early on for it to be a federal in a federal court, and that was agreed upon. So it was in federal court where this came down. Damn, Lurking behind and hulking over Iron Bar Ranch's state court pleading stands a federal law behemoth, exclusive control over common corners and checkered board lands shared by private lands and federally owned public lands, and as a result, the right to access public lands. Because if this guy loses... Right, if this landowner loses, yeah. he has opened his property to be crossed yeah. over and over and over again. Right. So if he had never said anything, then he might have a couple hunters. Well, it, 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 he, it's probably already been happening. Right. So I, I, are the numbers going to increase or decrease? I don't know. I feel like if he loses, though, it's only going to increase. Yeah, and this mm. article says Iron Bars, that's the ranch, claims uh, – necessarily raise substantial, deeply disputed questions of federal law because Iron Bar effectively seeks ownership and exclusive control over the federally yeah. owned public domain. Yeah, no. So maybe he's just pissed because people are hunting on the land he's been able to hunt. 
Well, yeah, because it'd be hard to cross in. He can just jump his fence. Yeah, and he's yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. No. If nobody else can get to it. He's like, oh, this yeah. whole property is land I have not bought. And from the map, I, the map on this, like it was a good it, to get to that corner was yeah. not an easy track. Yeah. So uh, the lawsuit filed by Iron Bar, separate from the criminal charges, seeks seventy five thousand dollars in damages on charges they violated the ranch's airspace. It was originally filed in the state court. However, the hunter successfully argued that because the lawsuit raised issues of access to public lands, it should be heard in federal court. Iron Bar is fighting that. They asked the lawsuit be returned to state district court because the trespassing laws being debated are state laws, not federal. Hmm. I need to go hunting on public land. I have not done that. I could probably draw this guy if I had a sketchbook right now. <laughs> I guarantee you I could draw This is such a non-issue to me. Like, it's really not that big of a deal. It, it, it's well, it shouldn't be an issue, right? But it yeah. is because this dude, yeah, he's got a ton of money, probably. Right. Honestly, deep pockets, doesn't hunt, maybe he does. Probably has white hair, yeah. It's another Karen, uh, it's a Karen. It's a Karen. What's a male Karen called? Oh, Ken. yeah, Ken. Ken, right? Yeah, yeah. it's a Ken. Mm. Keep hearing that cat. I'm like, <laughs> like, pump my shotgun. He's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, you guys were talking about killing us earlier. <laughs> what are they're over He's, there plotting. They're, they're over there crying, trying to get out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> See what they're going to do with that? <laughs> okay. All righty. <sighs> what do you got for us, Gabe? You said you had an article for yeah, us. Yeah, I'm trying to bring it up real quick. We got to talking. I was what, brought up What the, category is it for our fun sound bites? Ooh, I don't know. Well, he, look, here's, here's the... I'll let Zach pick because he's oh, got control of it. Oh, man. So NASA captures eruption of Sharkano. How neat is that? That's pretty neat. It is pretty neat. Yeah, it is pretty neat. <laughs> neat. Uh, I got this uh, off the internet from CNN, so, if, you know, no telling. Could be biased. Could be fake news. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> NASA's Earth Absor- Observatory has released satellite images of an undersea volcano erupting. The image taken on May 14th by the Operational Land Imager 2 on the satellite on the Landsat 9 satellite, shows a plume of discolored water being emitted from a submarine volcano. Uh, The satellite is designed to capture high-resolution images of our planet. The Kavachi volcano in the Solomon Islands is one of the most active submarine volcanoes in the Pacific. The volcano is about 15 miles south of an island called Vanganu. Uh, Vakachi was dubbed Sharkano after a 2015 expedition to the site revealed that the crater was an unlikely home to two species of shark, suggesting that large marine animals were able to exist in an extreme environment. Because to- of the warmth. From tolerating the- hot and acidic water. Yeah. The scallop ham- hammerhead and the silky shark were among multiple fish species spotted living in the active volcano by researchers. I remember when this happened in 2015. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. What do they call it? Is it like trilobites or something? Like, Isn't there like a small microscopic type of thing that hangs out, like can hang out in volcanoes? Yeah, well, like, it's, it's like RK bacteria. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's... But these things look crazy weird. They look like a mix of a six-legged, a six-legged gummy bear. And just like a weird Oh, yeah, face. yeah, uh, tardigrades. Yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. like, and they just hang out in the in the thing. And the only reason that I remember those things is because, uh, you know, the kid watches uh, Sea Patrol or whatever, or uh, there's a there's is a there kid a Paw Patrol, show. but with tardigrades? 
they run into him. I forget the name of this thing. God, what is it? I can hear Simamimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimim
No. So, I mean, yeah, cool stuff, man. What do you got for us, Zach? I got two things. First thing is, I thought we'd see uh, the top 20 most dangerous animals. Are you listing them all out? Yeah. Okay. What, Landon, since he already knows the list, what do you think are going to be like the top, let's say the top three? Oh, yeah, good idea. Top three, what do you think? Oh, top, top, top three or top five? Or even number one, what do you think would be the, the number one on that? I bet it's some kind of snake, but I don't. I oh, uh, there's not specific animals. It is animal types, if that makes sense. Oh, animal types. Okay. So, like, so a snake would be one. Exactly. Snakes would be one. Ooh. Okay. And what, what determines the dangers? Like, number of people killed? Yeah. Number of people who die per year. Okay. Snakes. Are these Florida men killed or are these regular men killed? Any people in the world. Snakes, spiders would be definitely top three for me. Yeah. Is that right? Animals? Or let's let's just say living organisms. Oh, but that but that could be <sighs> snakes, Are viruses? spiders, humans. No, no Bacteria. Viruses snakes. aren't alive technically. Snakes, spiders, and humans. Top three. Not in that order. Humans snakes. in the mix. Yeah, he said living organisms. Fair enough. Spiders. And humans. And humans. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go wives number one. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, girlfriends number two. <laughs> exes number three. Exes number three. <laughs> Not in that order, but yes. <laughs> wives if I know about your girlfriends <laughs> in <the> order. <laughs> I do, yeah, I think I'm I'm with Landon. I mean, I feel like snakes yeah. are gonna be one I of I feel those. like there's gonna be like a zinger in there, like an uh, Yeah. Yeah, no I feel time. like there's a zinger in there, but I, I can't. I mean, remember, after like, we did the the um, you know with, with Zach's uh, fly or not, I mean, this is this could be couldn't be no not. Where there. did you pull the list from? CBS News it was like MTV.com. <laughs> <laughs> CBS. I just googled scary animals, and all of a sudden I picked I picked the top twenty pictures. <laughs> Uh, how big in length is it? Is it this is <laughs> eight to twelve inches, <laughs> inches <laughs> give or take. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going with my answer. My answer. Okay. I think Landon is Landon's play is actually snakes, really. spiders, and humans. And humans. All right, number twenty, sharks. Sharks kill on average six people per year. Ooh, man, that's, if six is the low end of the top twenty, I wonder where the top end is. So, uh, number nineteen, wolves. Wolves. Kill 10 people per year. Wolves kill 10 people per year? 10 yeah. people per year. Remember, world, not just America. Okay. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a, a big like, deal over there. And there's and a lot of like dingoes. There's a lot of like dingoes ate my babies, you know. Yeah. I mean? yeah, like, yeah okay. How many dingoes are we worried about? Not here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> number 18. <laughs> oh my God. Number 18. Jellyfish. Jellyfish kill on average 40 people per oh, year. Joke. So wait, they didn't pee on their leg pe- fast enough. People love, like people hate sharks, but there's not because they think they're gonna get eaten. But people are indifferent about jellyfish generally. Yeah, and jellyfish kill more than five, more uh, more than eight four times, times more, eight people. times more people. Yeah, wow. yes. Uh, number seventeen, tigers. Tigers okay. kill. I have seen so many YouTube videos and, and TikTok videos and whatever where literally like a local Indian uh, village is trying to like hit a huge tiger that's running around. And it's weird because you have 100 people all trying to yell at yeah. this thing. And this thing's like slashing at people, tackling people. Oh, wow. Like crazy. you said, in India, the most common. 
if they kill 50 people per believe year. Believe it. I believe it. I yep. mean, it was straight out of, uh, what's that movie with Val Kilmer? Um, in the in the darkness or something. Hangover. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly correct. Go ahead, shoot on. Uh, number sixteen, bees. Bees, bees kill on average sixty people per year. I'm a high risk group there. Yeah, and that's what they mention. Uh, let's see. But did you guys know that they're actually using bee stings to help? Treat conditions from arthritis to cancer. Yeah, I've heard that. That's yeah, cool. it is called apotherapy. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that'll work on me. No. <laughs> <laughs> One arm your bee, the other arm your meds. Uh, number fifteen is a tie between lions, who kill a hundred people per year, and ants, elephants. Ooh, elephants, yeah, elephants kill. are. Ooh, I bet hippos are higher on the list. <clears throat> Hippos are, man, they, yeah. yeah it's funny you up. should mention hippos because they're number, number 13. Yeah, <laughs> They kill 15 people per year. I watched this video the other day, this dude in a kayak, and a hippo just yeah. like went crazy. crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. Or the in, in Colombia, because uh, what's his name? Escobar had, had in his compound a couple of hippos, and then when he obviously was killed off and subsequent, they ran in, and actually, like, now there's like 150 of them roaming that area. Uh, hanging out there. Lions kill 100 people a year. 100 people per year. Yeah, I believe it. You want to know a little bit more about that one? It just seems like an awfully high number. No, because I think it's the same thing with the, with the tigers, is that, you know, they'll, they'll get into the tribe areas or, you know, they're running around. And says this lion is seen feasting in Buffalo. No, it says on a buffalo. Sorry. Oh, I was like in like New York? On, uh, on a buffalo. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so number 13, hippos. Number 12, Crocodiles, they kill a thousand people per year. Okay. Yep. He said they say uh, typically um, they'll go to like drought-stricken villages and and hide in their ponds and eat them. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, how many pictures in Florida where like the guy goes out to swim in his backyard pool and there's one hanging out? Right. But he said he said buffalo, and I keep I got the guy on a buffalo in my head now. (laughs) That's all I can think about. Uh, The next three, microscopic. So we have tapeworms, which kill 1,600 people per <sighs> year. No thanks. Yep. I mean, you know, if I want to lose weight, but yeah, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> Number 10, <laughs> the beach, beach body. Beach body. Beach body. <laughs> need a couple of little pieces. I'm a neurovirus, one neurovirus weekend away from my beach body. Uh, next one, roundworms. They kill 2,700 people really? per year. Yep. It's kind of gross. I don't like it. Was we, uh, you, you never think, I mean, obviously like third world countries, but you just never think that that would be something that would mess you up. Well, it's easily it's easily treated by medicine. So I would think if you're in a place that doesn't have the And it's super, sp- like it spreads like crazy. Huh. Yeah. Especially if you're in un- unclean areas yeah. too. Uh, number nine is also tied with the tsetse fly. It kills oh, no 3,500 people per Ugh. year. Can I see one of these flies? Is there Ugh. a picture? Yeah. Isn't the one like burrows in your skin too? No, that's a bot fly. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I love those videos. Oh, yeah. It's oh. They're so fun to watch. Um, but the CC fly actually causes a deadly uh, sleeping sickness where oh, you will yeah. randomly fall gotcha. asleep. Um, and it's not something that will kill you immediately, but you know. Swells the brain? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then they tie with the fly. Was number nine scorpions? Yeah, scorpions. But I will say really? it is cool that you could put a black light out there and just yeah. scorpions kill thirty five hundred people per year. See, but not maybe the big big. Is this scorpion. like what country is this in? Just everywhere. Uh, I don't know. 
But they, are, yeah, I think everywhere. Is but it an allergic? Is it an anaphylactic thing, or some people maybe. allergic? I mean, or? there are some like deadly scorpions too. Okay, like in <laughs> get Landon's getting heated now. Yeah. Landon's like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm oh, just, I'm just like, who did this? Says people who are allergic to stinging insects uh. are also very susceptible to scorpions. Yeah. Oh shoot! No, I'm kidding. Can't, can't go to <laughs> Africa. Ever this article does say, in addition to killing scorpions that make it into their homes, humans in some regions is dying on the arachnid, um, because it says humans are fighting back. <laughs> <laughs> Stepping on them? Yeah. Well, on meeting them. you, if, uh, there's a, oh. Oh, there's sorry, cat, <laughs> cat just, cat just ran, ran under my leg. just attacked Gabe. He heard, he heard our conversation. Oh. Standing behind me, I looked over and he just had this, like, I look in his you eyes know, like, wait until you fall. If you catch, there's a lodge in Mexico, if you catch your, if you catch your first permit on the fly there, you, you get, you get to, uh. Choose Eat a me. scorpion that is pickled in tequila. Well, Spex Spex has uh, the lollipops with the scorpion already, and, and the, the little uh, um, worm. That doesn't tequila sound as good worm. as a tequila-soaked uh, scorpion. scorpion. Fair enough. I'm pickled. Number seven, freshwater snails, because they carry a parasitic disease called yeah. schistosomiasis. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so that's not great. Uh, number six, kissing bugs, which we actually have quite a few of them here. They are also known as chagas. Or, no, they cause chagas disease. No, they are uh, kissing bugs. They look kind of like these. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. And these are all, though, like, we have them here. What yeah. happens with those? What causes Same that? Same thing. So, uh, they cause with chagas the disease. Uh, what does that disease do? It damages uh, your heart, and it can also damage other parts of your um, uh, like your organs. Hmm. And it can uh, cause large large number of stillbirths. Mm. Number five, your favorite companion, dogs. They kill 17,400 people per year. Cats have to be number one. I, can see, list, I can see that. Right. Right. that. That one is believable to me. Dogs. Yeah, yeah because be, like, they're everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. They're running around. No one's, yeah. yeah. Uh, Not on see. leashes, attacking Not people. Not on leashes, yeah. I just read one story. This poor kid got her nose like bitten off, and so they're raising the local uh, counties, uh, raising money, communities raising money yeah. you know, for the surgery. Man, it's just, yeah. Spay and neuter dogs. Uh, number four, the sand fly, because it transmits a parasitic disease called leishmaniasis. <sighs> yeah, I get it. I get why they're up there. Because they, they te- it's like technically the disease kills it. Yeah. But still, okay, I get it. Uh it is uh, that disease is fatal in ninety five percent of untreated cases. Like ninety five percent or like ninety five percent. So we're in the top three, the ones you guys assume. Here we go. So number three, snakes. Snakes kill on average sixty thousand people per year. Oh, and I killed one. This weekend, there you go. Hey, One that wouldn't probably have killed you. Probably but. not, but let's just yeah, you know. We, now my kid thinks I'm a legend. It was an education. It was an education. My mode. kid literally thought I was a legend, yeah. and I will. Did you eat it? Uh, no. Maybe that's what I should have done. You Naked should, and then afraid. You really would have been legend. <laughs> Naked and afraid in it. the backyard. In yeah, the backyard. you should like cut that thing's head off and just been like, listen. This is how it works. We kill what we eat, what we kill, and just like exactly, yeah. No, we're making tacos with this. Um, no, <laughs> I think what I should have done, and and I was debating about it, is is uh, putting putting it in the compost pit, and letting, and then you know coming back in in a couple of months, and you know getting getting the the bones and stuff. Yeah, I think would have been cool. Um, that actually would have yeah. been really neat. Yeah, but uh, yeah, or you um, could have just like fed it to a bunch of ants, or 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 chickens. <laughs> Yeah, chicken. Yeah. You throw you throw a snake in a chicken pit. Oh man, they go crazy. They rip that thing to shreds. 
I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why you know all this. Because we were really bored. Right. We were young. And we found tiny snakes. Nick, what are we next? What do we got? Uh, number two. Landon called it with humans. Oh, he nice. knew that would be the trick. Humans kill 580,000 people per year. So, from shootings to car accidents to military actions. Yeah. So, we kill half a million people. Oh, jeez. Right. All right. And number one. Would you guys like to make a guess of what you believe number one would be? Has to be more than five hundred and sixty thousand people per year. And this is what's tough now because we can talk about something that passes on a disease. So now I'm going to say like mosquitoes. Okay. You didn't say spiders on the list. I did not say spiders on the list. So you're still you're gonna still spiders keep... kill more than ten people. Spiders kill more than like sharks was like six people, right? Yeah. And spiders were on the list. I guarantee you, spiders kill more than that. I want to believe. Unless the person who wrote this article did not do their research. That's the problem. That's what I'm scared of. Like, he got this from, like, you know. I'm CBS. sticking with spiders, but I think mosquitoes is a, is I a think, good guess, Yeah, too. if we're talking about now, yeah, only because we've used other ones that, per, you know, send up some some type of disease of some sort. I'm going to say, like, malaria and all that. Mosquitoes. It is mosquitoes. Yeah. Mosquito, mosquitoes kill 830,000 people per year um, by passing on mosquito-borne illnesses, malaria, Zika, Dengue fever, Japanese encephalitis, and yellow fever fever can also be fatal. Man, I was hoping for something cool like wait. So giraffes. no spider deaths on that list. Eh. Uh, I think spiders only kill like one to two people per year. What? Yeah, and it turns out that whole thing about you swallowing a spider is not true. Is not true in your sleep. Yeah, Kendall was excited when we found that out. There's that one. Okay, so on average, seven people die in the United States. Each year as a result of a spider bite. How and that's many, only in the U.S. I know. How many people die of of uh, Coke machines falling on them <laughs> in a year? This says 11 people yearly. Really? No, no, of, oh. for spider bites. Oh. Vending machine deaths. It was last year's vending machine deaths. Yeah, so yeah, like you said, seven people in the United States. So I would say if we take that worldwide, maybe 40, 50 People a year. Well, there's also a lot more deadlier spiders. We only have two to worry about. There, like other yeah, countries have like well, Australia. Uh, Aust- yeah, but Australia is one. Are there really any spiders in Africa? You, I mean, yeah, like well, then like you have like the banana spiders in like South America and stuff like, like that. Like tarantulas? No, they're like they're banana spiders. They live in banana trees and they oh, eat. Oh god, I'm not gonna sleep tonight. Anyway, yeah. What's our deaths on vending machines? All right. Well. Not bad. I just like I was really hoping for something cool, like a hippos. I think would have been cool because it's. I should have ended on snakes. At a crazy three. how how fast those hippos are in water, like just craziness. Oh yeah, I was surprised and to learn spiders aren't as dangerous as I thought they were. I know. Yeah, like I was really hoping for a surprise here, like giraffes or you know, cats. Yeah, I can't believe you still went with spiders after humans. That was a fair, but that was a fair thing because if we were talking about bees, like because you're having well, allergic my reaction. my thought was like I understood Gabe's point because if we're carrying like counting mosquitoes as like vectors of that's disease, why I said living organisms. because you had already done bugs that were vectors of disease, so like I totally understood. And like I said, mosquitoes. malaria and Zika are viruses which technically are not alive, yeah. so they they are carried and. But when I. When you had not mentioned a spider and you said sharks killed six people per year, I was like, spiders have to kill more than six people a year. Yeah. For sure. Which they do, and they didn't make the list. <laughs> I would get scared getting bit by a spider. Like, oh, we're moving up and up. 
They're going to move up to seven people a year. They're going to get you. Oh, I man. like the human trick though. I thought I, I thought that was no. That pretty, was a good call. It was a sly. really good call. I but feel like there's a trick in this article. I was surprised you got that because I was like, eh. Oh man, I really, like I said, I, I'm really. Ugh, I want to go back. I want. I wanted something really cool. Tapeworms are pretty cool though. Tapeworms are cool. They're weird. Oh, they are. And the fact that what is it? So they like you get in and then they break off pieces of themselves. Well, the, yeah. So like they don't intentionally do that. They grow, grow, grow. But then like that's the thing is like if you if you try to like pull it out. You can break it off and it can regrow. <laughs> you try to pull it out. Yeah, like you hear that. Didn't you ever watch that show that like the the Animal Planet show that it's like uh, what something's inside of me or something whatever it's called. <laughs> that bot flies were on that. Yeah, bot flies were on yeah. that. And then also like I have this like image of like this silhouette. Like they didn't yeah. show the whole thing, but it was like a silhouette of a dude leaning over. There was like this little tape coming out of his butt. Yeah, he reads over. Out. He reached down. He pulled it off. And half of it's in his hand, half of it's still in his butt, like an umbilical cord. So how, so how long was this thing? I mean, he was pulling it out from his butt. Probably like, I don't know, how, feet? Can you, can you give me a hand hand gesture of how long it would have been? <laughs> adult, <laughs> At least this adult tapeworms can live for up to 30 years yeah. in a host. Pretty yeah. neat. Hit the button. <laughs> Hit the button. How neat is that? That's pretty neat. <laughs> <laughs> or was it Zach's facts? <laughs> Zach's facts. No, I don't want to talk about tapeworms. Look, I guess I never watched that, but I was always a fan of the didn't know I was pregnant. So every time I hear like, and I was stuck to the toilet. Yeah, that's so, like, oh, so I didn't know I was it. pregnant, but I didn't know I was pregnant with a parasite. You know. God, like, I, like Ooh, I just couldn't imagine. Like a new show, Pregnant with a Parasite. Oh, oh no, thank you. That would be dirty. Like just a oh. botfly video is like, oh, oh just thinking like you're seeing it there or they say like I could hear it. I could hear it moving. Yeah. Oh, oh man, that, that you know, something's living inside of me that show was, oh, I have nightmares <sighs> I still think about from that show. This is why I don't pee outside. This is why I don't pee in the water. Oh, yeah, because they smell your urethra and they, ugh. Yeah, you know. That's why, I mean, seen not tapering. You heard about that? Yeah. Mm-mm. Oh yeah. If you pee in like some rivers, then like you get like a little parasite that yeah. like swim up your. It's like ooh, I like the urine. There's and it that up like, your urethra. How f- well? So that's the thing. It always. It, I always think like, well, how 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 long was like how long was I peeing that it went up the stream? But then you think, okay, well maybe I'm like halfway in, halfway out of the water. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, wade fishing. Yeah, and that. Or I'm like, you know, it's like really get some forest going. I'm like, you can't swim up this. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, parasite. <laughs> you can't Good luck. this fast. <laughs> what's the class six, baby? See, maybe we need to, we need to reach out to the to the local university. And it's like, what's the PSI that I could get away with that's fast enough for this thing not to <laughs> swim my urethra? I mean, like, we should we should we should like submit a grant application so we could do the research ourselves. <laughs> no thanks. No, yeah. No thanks. <laughs> I'm not gonna sell my body to science that way. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a good part to end on. Yeah, oh my like, god! Like, no, thank you. you. End, you know. <sighs> so if you pee in the river, get a good stream. <laughs> oh, oh good. I'm gonna be scared that now. I'm gonna pee outside. Everything gonna can pee. kill you. I know. Yeah. That's what's amazing about the, about just life in general. It's and all just coming being out us. there. Just like the li- like for us to get to this point in life where like. Just our, our, like, being able to, like, not get hosed on a virus. I mean, there's just a ton of stuff. There's a ton of stuff on this. The cat running around with stuff that we, we've already No, they're not been running around. They're literally plotting to... Assassinate yeah. us. Yeah. That's right. Or just but, contract us with ringworm. Exactly. <laughs> but, but no, but that, but that we can, you know, that there's a lot of stuff that if we didn't have that immunity to, that our bodies have built, you know, over 
thousands and thousands of years. Like that that stuff's just absolutely crazy. Did you guys know that you know when we think about old times, we all think that like oh, like the life expectancy was so short, right? Mm-hmm. It really wasn't. It was that the first. 10, 15 years were tough, but if you made it past that, your life expectancy was relatively close to what it is now. You think so? No, I, that's what's for sure. They, really? Okay. Yeah. It yeah, was, a lot, lot more infant mortality. Yeah, and that's what drove it down. And like they said, those first 10 years were tough. Like you could get something and die really easily, but yeah. once you made it past like 12 or 15, you could like, you would live like a long, productive life. But, but would you want to? Like back in the day. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd get cold. Meow. <laughs> 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 <laughs>